Morning everyone. So narcissistic abuse and your as a victim, uh, mental health. Um, I've sort of spoken about how narcissists and narcissistic abuse have pack, impacted my health, um, but really only little bits and bobs within other podcasts and other YouTube videos. Um, and it's I think it's quite starkly obvious also in my book, Dangerous Normal People, and then in the sort of sequel, uh, The Forgivers Club, you can see how my mental health and judgment just became absolutely toxified and how ill I became and how the illness then manifested in the choices I made, the decisions I made, the people I had around me, mistakes I made, big ones, middle ones, little ones, but it just, it just was this almost like a snowball effect of fuck-ups and it all stems back to, 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 to narcissistic abuse and was absolutely um, enhanced by um, the way I was brought up and the belief systems and sort of moral compass I was given by my parents, which were both shite. Um, but I think um, I, I keep seeing people talking about it on Cora in particular, um, asking about how it affects your mental health, narcissistic abuse and how to heal from it. Um, so I thought I'll do a podcast a, a little, with a little bit more detail. So um, being raised by narcissists, I it was inevitable I was going to end up with the issues I ended up with, which was very, very poor self-esteem, which manifested in quite a, a, a multitude of eating disorders, sometimes that would overlap. Um, and uh, OCD, so um, I developed what's called bargaining, um, or sometimes people call it counting. Mine's a combination of that. Um, OCD since I think I was about eight. Um, so high levels of anxiety. Um, I had to have special tutoring when I was 14 because um, I was having panic attacks at school and those panic attacks manifested in um, my hand seizing up and I'd been unable to write and nobody, I didn't know what it was. I mean, I was just a kid, didn't know what it was, but um, my, my English teacher, Miss Oswald, she was great, um, spotted it and she knew what it was and it was panic attacks. So she gave me private tu tutoring and I kind of got over it. Um, all this was just shite parenting. I hadn't had an abusive relationship yet. Um, my parents were narcissists. I've done podcasts on that. Um, then my attitude and my understanding of sexuality, sex, intimacy, relationships, um, and uh, suicide attempts in my teens, massive social anxiety, which really absolutely interrupted my studies and uh, impacted my um, enjoyment of, of, of being a you know late teenager, early 20s, which should a lot of people say is the best time of their life. It was one of the worst times of my life. Um, but I always worked. I always had a job or jobs. I always volunteered and was studying. I was doing like, in my 20s, I was volunteering, studying and working and I had toddlers. Um, but I still had these mental health issues, but things kind of settled down, I suppose, um, really once I had the kids. Um, I don't know what that's about, whether that boosted my confidence or I had something to distract me. But when I started having the narcissistic abuse relationships, all these issues really came to the surface again. And I think that's a key sign to know that you're dealing with an abusive person, a toxic person, or even just a narcissist. Um, is the issues you thought you'd dealt with or uh, issues you'd been hiding, 
you can't do that anymore. You can't mask anymore. And they, they come to the surface because your resilience is chipped away at, your confidence is chipped away at, and your ability to control and manage negative behaviours or, you know, addictions or existing mental health issues that you've managed to cope with are gone because you're dealing with an abuser. You're juggling, you're juggling water, you know. Um, and all my issues came, exploded um, when Narc One started being abu really abusive and really started to affect me. And then obviously narcissist number two, absolutely kind of, that was it. The, the can of worms was blown up, you know. Um, every, every issue I could possibly have had just came out, you know, loads of them, every single one. And for the first time in my life, um, aged 36, I became unemployable. Um, the main reason for that was was the abuse um, because I'd, I left a job in spring 2015, didn't work for a couple of months and then got a job um, and the abuse just got worse and worse and worse all the way through the end of 2015 into 2016 and then I gave up. I didn't sign on for benefits. I was brought up that that was shameful and embarrassing and I, I, I basically went with no income and just tried to cope with my narcissist number two from from uh, early 2016. Um, I didn't sign on until autumn and I wasn't awarded benefits until spring 2017. Um, and, and the reasons for those benefits was everything that had happened to me. Um, you know, it was extreme depression, suicidal ideation, anxiety disorder. Um, my eating disorders were in fucking flare. There was addictions, addictive behaviours, self-harming behaviours, everything. I just was, there was no way I was going to work. And that, like I say, it was the first time ever um, that I'd signed on. Um, and I was awarded full mental health benefits for quite a few years, I think it was four or five years in the end. Um, and I came off them November 3rd, 2020, what was last year? <laughs> 2022, yeah. <laughs> um, so I came off benefits in November 2022. Um, and I'm now, I'm now officially self-employed. And I have been since then. Um, well, actually earlier than that, because you're allowed to be on sickness benefits and also um, attempt to work. It's called Employment Support Allowance per Permitted Work. So that was my books. So writing was a big thing for me. Um, and my mental health gradually got better. Um, and it's no coincidence that as the narcissists have fallen away um, and I've made better relationship choices and better friendship choices and I've made strides in my self-employment as an author and as an educator and a YouTuber... Um, and as a coach, that my mental health has improved. I mean, that's, you know, I used to work for a, a, a mental health and employment uh, organisation. And, you know, there's no, it's very simple to say that the more you do in life that is positive and the more positive people you have around you, your mental health improves, full stop. Um, you know, it doesn't take a genius to work that out. Um, but I think um, a lot of people question if, 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 if you can directly attribute your mental health issues to narcissists and there's nasty people out there that say it's your own fault and you're or you're a liar or you're kidding on or you're faking it and um but you have to understand this is psychological warfare when you're with a narcissist and um their job literally quite literally is to make you unemployable is to make you unattractive is to make you um hopeless and suicidal and desperate and crazy um, and to control you because you're fucked that's literally their aim, whether it's conscious or subconscious, depending on what type of narcissist you've got. That's their job. Um, and then they will turn around and mock you 
for becoming ill and be not being able to work and not being able to cope and, you know, struggling with your parenting and struggling with your um, capacity to function. That's that's how you know you're dealing with a narcissist, you know. They'll fuck you up and then laugh at you for being fucked. You know, it's just evil. Um, but I've, I've really, really worked really, really hard to get up and out of the system and to, to, to be in a position where I can be self-employed. Um, and and function um, and I'm doing better than I think most narcissistic abuse victims um, do um, but I want people to know that you can get better you can deal with the mind fog and the cognitive dissonance and you can you can cope with your addictions and you can cope build your resilience and you you can break the cycle of abuse it is possible if I can do it anybody can um, I mean, when I was with my narcissist, you know, and, and trying to work, um, my hair was falling out. I lost loads and loads and loads of weight. I lost, um, my memory ended up fucked. Um, I was drinking heavily daily. And like I say, my eating disorder was in full flux. And I was still toddling and trying to go to work and trying to get on with things. Just, you know what he did not to did to me and, and other people around him did to me I was dying at one point you know I, I remember trying to get to the doctors one day and not being able to see um it was first thing in the morning and I was I thought this is it I thought you're actually dying Lucy you're dying of, of abuse <laughs> you're dying of trauma and pain and it was a full breakdown I had um just like literally losing my eyesight and couldn't walk in a straight line. It was just horrific. Um, so to get to a point where I'm now back at the gym and releasing books like they're going out, of, you know, well, writing books like they're going out of fashion. My editor's not very well at the moment, so we're, we're, we're struggling a little bit to get no contact, no narc out, um, unfortunately. But she's not well, and all we can do is have patience. Um it's just, uh, you know, and I'm studying again and I've got a lot of optimism, a lot of focus, a lot of hope, a lot of drive. Um, I've, I've beaten the narcissist, you know, and I've beaten the, 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 what they made me. She doesn't exist anymore. Um, and my life is better now than I think I would probably say has ever been, which is scary. Um, so there is hope. There is hope for health after narcissistic abuse.